Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What up, world? Welcome on and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Sunday, January 3rd, 2021. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and we appreciate all of you for joining us on this wonderful ride. We hope that the new year is treating you well, uh, but we are, of course, meeting here on our official Dallas Cowboys post game show at blogging the boys the Dallas Cowboys losing to the New York Giants on Sunday afternoon falling to six and ten on the season and as a result the Dallas Cowboys have now been mathematically eliminated from postseason contention the Dallas Cowboys season is over they are six and ten this nightmare for many really for everybody uh, has now come to an end there was thought there was hope as you are very much aware that had the Cowboys won this game against the Giants and had the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the Washington football team later on tonight. It's possible you're listening to this show later, by the way, maybe on Monday morning. This show is available as a podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the Blog on the Boys podcast network. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Uh, but as of now, we're talking right after the Cowboys have lost to the Giants. And so if the Cowboys had won, the Eagles had won, the Cowboys would have been the team hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the wild card round of the playoffs next weekend. As a result, it will either be Washington or New York that gets to host Brady's Bucks as the Dallas Cowboys are are now done. Six and ten is what they have to show for a season that um, experienced some hope late in the end, certainly with the three-game winning streak the team was on entering this game against the Giants, but it was just not enough. Um, it was a very broken performance that we saw uh, at MetLife Stadium on Sunday afternoon. This team is one um, that, like I said, had been you know, using the word hot is, I think, a little bit aggressive, but but a team that had had some success, a lot of that we had talked about was obviously because they had played some poor teams. They had beaten up on the Cincinnati Bengals and the San Francisco 49ers and the aforementioned Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, those quarterbacks, obviously not that great, but to be fair, the New York Giants were not that great of a team, and Daniel Jones has not been that great of a quarterback. In fact, you look at it entering this game, the game that the Cowboys played against the Giants, in the four games prior to this one, all right, the New York Giants in the first half, of each of those four games had not scored more than three points. That's right. When the Giants played the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Browns, and the Ravens over the course of the last four weeks, they had no more than three points in each of those four first 
halves. So you're talking about a team in the Giants that had struggled to score points. Um, as true as that is, the New York Giants had 20 points at halftime against the Dallas Cowboys and only needed three more uh, to ultimately win this thing. Um, again, the Giants now are rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football. The final stats from this game, not too pretty for the Dallas Cowboys. Again, losing 23-19. to Both of these teams now 6-10, and but the Giants have the tiebreaker in the division because of their divisional record. They have swept the Washington football team on the season. If you're curious why they would win it if Washington does lose. The, the look at total yardage, Washington, excuse me, New York had 336 total yards. Meanwhile, the Cowboys had 307. The real story of the game New York averaging 6.1 yards per play. In fact, the first possession of the game, the Giants just went down on the Cowboys. Six plays, 78 yards. Jalen Smith had like six swipes on the whole thing. Um, ultimately, the Cowboys offense was anemic. Uh, the Cowboys really struggled to score touchdowns. In fact, early on, the Cowboys uh, got a fumble by way of a Wayne Gallman mishandling on a handoff from Daniel Jones. And uh, with only 27 yards to go, the Dallas Cowboys managed to only get a field goal out of that. Kind of the story for the Cowboys on the whole of the season and certainly in this game this afternoon. The Cowboys also won the turnover battle in this game um, and it was a turnover that came near the very end of the game. Andy Dalton, I know that we have said a lot, we have talked a lot about Andy uh, but um, this this was this was by far Andy Dalton's worst performance as a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Demi Wyatt on our YouTube stream says Dalton was the worst. I maintain that Andy Dalton was what you expect a backup quarterback to be. That's what he is, and that's why he's a backup. There are people uh, that have said, oh, Andy Dalton could could be Dak Prescott. He could do what Dak could do. We learned so much this season that that is not the case. The Dallas Cowboys need to pay Dak Prescott yesterday, uh, well, technically today. Now the Cowboys technically can negotiate with Dak Prescott, by the way, so hopefully that does happen sooner rather than later. Uh, but man, I mean, the, the performance from Andy Dalton to get his worst performance as a Cowboys quarterback in this moment, in this day, in this game against the Giants was something, uh, well, quite frankly, was sort of to be expected. Everybody knows Andy Dalton's playoff history with the Cincinnati Bengals, and this was kind of an effective playoff game. Um, obviously, this game might end up meaningless if the Washington football team does still win on Sunday Night Football, uh, but this was um, this this was Andy Dalton's worst hour uh, as the Cowboys quarterback. In his defense, his left hand did get stepped on, but that interception at the end, what are you doing, Andy? Sometimes you got to live for another down. That was third down. I Again, I maintain that Andy Dalton was was what you want your backup quarterback to be in in a situation where you have to play your backup quarterback for a majority of the season like the Cowboys did, um, but he's a backup for a reason, and maybe Andy Dalton has a job next season with the Chicago Bears or uh, you know maybe the New York Jets to mentor whoever it is that they end up drafting, but um, but Dak Prescott is sorely missed. Again, Demi White on YouTube says Dalton kept getting sacked. I know. I mean, I agree with you. Andy Dalton, sometimes you have to know when to throw it away, and Andy Dalton just kind of held on a little bit too long here. Um, in, in this game, and to be fair, I, I don't, I don't understand what the offensive game plan was for the Cowboys in this particular contest against the Giants. Ezekiel Elliott, by the way, I mean, just an incredible performance, incredible effort from Zeke. Uh, we've had the running backs don't matter discussion, and, and there's a lot of merit to that idea in a different sense. Talking about this game, though, Zeke showed a lot of heart. He showed a lot of grit. He showed a lot of moxie. All those other cliches, uh, and really kind of played his heart out for a Cowboys team that needed him. But I question, and I think all of you question. If Zeke is ailing, 
why are you making him a focal point of your offensive game plan in that particular moment? It's hard to understand what the Cowboys were doing. It's hard to understand why they thought this was the way to go, but nevertheless, they ultimately did, and they were kind of in contention. Again, the Cowboys kind of made the second half uh, a little bit interesting, um, but ultimately it was not enough uh, because the Cowboys' defense is a disaster. Uh, F. Kit Crutch says Nolan's defense is laughable. I agree with you. I mean, um, the Cowboys' defense has been a joke for most of this season, and we all know that. We all know that this defense is one of the worst, not just in the NFL today, uh, but literally one of the worst defenses to ever live. I, I mean, like, literally, if you if you ranked the defenses in the history of the National Football League, the 2020 Dallas Cowboys are among the very worst to ever do it. And I think I speak for all of you. In fact, if you are watching live with us on YouTube in the immediate aftermath of this game, let's go with one word to describe Dallas Cowboys linebacker Jalen Smith. Your comments ready, set, go. If you're listening to the podcast or watching this later, you can certainly participate on your own. I imagine the word will not be too kind. Let's keep it PG-13. Uh, I'll give you that little bit of room to be spicy but Jalen Smith I think kind of exemplifies what the problem is with the Dallas Cowboys we've had this conversation several times we talked about it after the Cowboys 49ers game was flexed out of Sunday Night Football actually in favor of these Giants uh, when Jalen talked about if the boss isn't mad uh, I'm not mad whatever the case may be Jalen Smith swiping when the New York Giants you know earned a first down um, you know swiping after he was called for pass interference. I mean, um, the the level of self-awareness around Jalen Smith, and, and this, this is not a fun thing to talk about because you know, I know, we all know, we all know all of this, right? We, we know this situation where Jalen Smith cannot read the room and is sort of really massively over-celebrating given his level of contribution to the team. Uh, but that is, in, in a way, kind of a microcosm for the true ailment with this organization and this franchise at the moment, is that there are players seemingly, certainly in the case of Jalen Smith, far more focused on their brand, far more focused on their own personal development um, in, in terms of, you know, brand-related situations situations and um, adventures and things like that. And to be clear, you know, players should totally monetize their careers and their lives as professional athletes. Not, no knock against that, but Jalen Smith is hoisted up and elevated and defended by Cowboys front office people, specifically Jerry Jones. And it ultimately, ultimately makes the situation a little bit tougher to uh, kind of swallow, a little bit tougher to understand. Um, uh, uh, Gerardo on YouTube says trash is the word. And that's, those are the words that, that are, are going to, you know, kind of follow Jalen Smith around. Hillary drops the clown emoji here. Andre says Smith is a huge distraction and problem. Distraction would be the word that I would use personally because it becomes a bigger thing. And I don't want to read too much into this and I don't want to spend too much time talking about Jalen Smith. But um, but I mean, have, have you ever noticed? I mean, Donovan Wilson had an awesome interception. By the way, Texas A&M won the Orange Bowl. No big deal. Uh, but Donovan Wilson comes away with an interception. And who's the first one to get in the face of the camera for celebrating a turnover? It's Jalen Smith. And, and you know, at a certain point, if you're going to be that guy, um, it, it becomes a distraction. It becomes more about Jalen Smith than it is about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, let's see. Ori says horrible, replaceable. And Nathan says comedy. Um, those are all really... Um, really fair words to describe who Jalen Smith is and who he's been for the Cowboys. And so I think that what the Cowboys do with Jalen Smith in the offseason will reflect hopefully a lot of how they view their future, because if they just run this thing back with Jalen Smith, um, it is effectively the same thing as running it back with Mike Nolan, right? I mean, every Cowboys fan wants to see Mike Nolan gone. Uh, by the way, if you somehow missed it late last night, Saturday night, it was reported uh, that Kellen Moore, Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator, is going to retain that job title for some time 
time for three more years, actually, was reported by ESPN. Kellen Moore's not going anywhere. A lot of people thought that he was going to become the head coach at Boise State. Obviously, his alma mater, where he experienced an incredible amount of success as a college football quarterback, uh, but that is not the case. Kellen Moore will be back. Obviously, you know, his situation feels very reminiscent of Jason Garrett's when he was kind of the young, hot, you know, upstart offensive coordinator for the Cowboys in 2007. You'll remember, if you don't remember, Jason Garrett turned down opportunities to be the head coach of both the Baltimore Ravens and the Atlanta Falcons in 2008 after the Cowboys went 13-3 and in 2007. Uh, he got a nice pay raise and he ultimately became the team's interim head coach three years later uh, when Wade Phillips was fired and ultimately became the full-time head coach himself in 2011. So whether or not that is the path that Kellen Moore is ultimately on remains to be seen, but we know that he will be back next season. We don't think that Mike Nolan is going to be back and how could he be when this defense has been so bad? And that's the face of it, right? Like that's that's the main issue. That's, you know, you walk into the hospital and, and you know, your leg is bleeding and so, okay, we know that you have a problem with your leg. That is the Mike Nolan of all of this. But there are other systemic issues with this Cowboys defense and with the personnel involved on it. Uh, we've seen some young players that really have popped this season. Tristan Hill was one of those early on before he got hurt against the Giants the first time around. And obviously that was the game Dak Prescott got hurt as well. I think it's obvious now that the Cowboys season is over that Trayvon Diggs had one of the best seasons, not just of any rookie, but of any player. I mean, Trayvon Diggs was, if you had to rank the, the seasons the Dallas Cowboys defenders had, uh, DeMarcus Lawrence would be up there for me, number one. Randy Gregory would be number two. And then the conversation starts for Trayvon Diggs. I do think that he was that good. Um, and so you've got pieces, but then you have the Jalen Smiths. Then you have, what was that from Jordan Lewis today? Uh, kind of headbutting, you know, a New York Giant out of nowhere. And those are the things. Those are the decisions. It felt to me like, and I'm sure a lot of you agree, um, it, it felt like the Cowboys were playing like like a team with a whole lot of badass, right? Like, it, you know, if you, if you got a chance to watch the Buffalo Bills on Sunday who just destroyed the Miami Dolphins. By the way, Byron Jones did get an interception, so shout out to him. But, but the, the Buffalo Bills just dominated the Dolphins on on their way to earning the two seed, knowing that they had already won the division, they were in the playoffs, and it was just kind of this fun overall vibe. And it felt like the Cowboys were playing with that sort of energy, like maybe the Cowboys um, were kind of buying their own hype a little bit, the fact that they'd won these last three games. Maybe they thought, we just have to show up, we'll beat the Giants, Jalen Hurts will beat Washington, we'll be the playoff team, we'll be the NFC's champs, we'll get a bunch of hats, we'll get a bunch of t-shirts, and on and on and on. And maybe they did kind of buy into their own hype, but um, that 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 was for for whatever reason um something that they wanted to do and even Randy Gregory Randy Gregory had a bad penalty and th there was a lot of that in this game and there's so much there's there's such a lack of discipline to be honest um with this team and and that is kind of exemplified in Jalen Smith the fact that Jalen can can have the can can be the the unquestioned leader and can have the responsibilities that he does on the defensive side of the ball despite being one of the worst linebackers in the NFL kind of speaks to what the priorities of this team are uh if the priorities are winning and having success on the field and dominating opposing offenses, you would not you know, you would not do this. And and yet the Cowboys uh, certainly do. By the way, Chris Lopez notes, uh, Donovan Wilson also had a great year. Totally agree with that. Uh, Demi Wyatt notes that Jason Garrett's with the New York Giants. Jason Garrett did get a win uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, if you want to look at it that way, Jason Garrett, you know, just like always, I guess, standing in the way of the Cowboys in the playoffs. Um, so that is that is what happened. But uh, for those of you who joined us late, the Dallas Cowboys, if you somehow didn't know, losing to the New York Giants 23-19 in 
Look, the next time the Cowboys play a football game, um, Dak Prescott should be their starting quarterback, right? And so that's something to look forward to. And this season was was broken, right? And I think, you know, we all got swept up in the emotion of the last month, right? Oh, it's Christmas time. It's New Year's time. Right on. You know, we're going to start working out in January. We don't have to worry about anything. We just kind of put off our, our troubles and, and all our responsibilities in that sense. And let's let's just throw caution to the wind. Let's just have fun. Let's just let's just enjoy this madness and this wild ride that the Cowboys have kind of fallen on uh, a little bit ass backwards uh, winning against the Bengals and the Niners and the Eagles and so maybe you believe their draft position was compromised and, and that is certainly true and for what it's worth at the time we're having this conversation if you are with us live because the NFL's uh, 17th week of the year is not over we don't exactly know at this moment where the Cowboys will wind up drafting we will certainly let you know at blogandtheboys.com and all of our social channels so make sure you follow us everywhere uh, but it's somewhere you know going to be somewhere in the early part of, of the second you know 10 picks um, feels kind of safe to say. And so maybe you wish, obviously, the Cowboys would have had the fourth overall pick. That's obvious. But um, but that, that's still going to be a pick that they can really you know do something with and help their overall team out with. And I think the first thing the Cowboys have to figure out is what do they want to do? I mean, you know, with, with Dak Prescott, because technically speaking, the Dallas Cowboys are eligible to begin talking to Dak Prescott about a contract extension now because the Cowboys season is over. They can have those talks. Um, and so it would be wise of them, in my humble opinion, opinion to have those talks now and to get this done now I understand and I know that everybody's going to agree Jerry Jones loves a headline loves to be in the news loves to dominate the news cycle but there are a lot of things that are wrong with this Cowboys team and there are a lot of people who are going to point to Mike McCarthy I certainly believe uh, that Mike McCarthy uh, deserves at the very least another year with the Cowboys this year was broken in a lot of senses we all know that and obviously the challenges that this year presented uh, are very well documented and very well chronicled and so I think Mike McCarthy deserves a full year with Dak Prescott. By the way, before we move a little bit further into the offseason discussion, um, if you are with us live, I think I know how all of these comments are going to go. Uh, but do you believe that the Dallas Cowboys should have challenged the uh, the all-important play that the Giants had? I Here's where I stand on this. And I realize I might get a little roasted for this. I'm okay with not challenging in that moment. And I have a feeling that everybody disagrees with me. The reason I'm okay with not challenging there, I don't think that was a catch. However, I've watched enough NFL football in my life to know that sometimes weird plays don't get overturned, right? Like we, we've all seen plays that either were or weren't a catch in a very obvious sense. However, because of the way camera angles are and because of, of the subjective nature of all this, they kind of end up staying what the call on the field is. And that was called a catch on the field. And I think that that was just, while I don't think that was a catch, if, if I was ruling it in live action, I'm not calling that a catch. I don't think that that gets overturned. I, I don't, and I know that Mike Pereira and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and everybody uh, didn't think it was a catch. However, um, I, I think that that's just not wasting a challenge, but I think that's a low percentage chance of success at the game of what the challenge is because you get further and further away from common sense when you're challenging in the, the NFL, uh, as the Dallas Cowboys obviously know. And so that that ultimately saved the Cowboys a timeout. And technically speaking, they, they needed that timeout on the final possession of the game. Um, you know, and, and look, F kick crunch this challenge, at least look at it. I do get that logic. And I, I can agree with this logic in that 
hey, that's your best bet, right? Like if you tell me, I, you know, I, I know this is a low percentage chance of success of winning this challenge, but I think that that is a higher percentage chance of other forms of success in terms of stopping the Giants, getting the ball back, scoring. If that's your logic, then I can agree with that. My overall point is simply, I don't think that that's a slam dunk win of a challenge. And, and because that's how the NFL works. Uh, but obviously a lot of you say that, you know, the Cowboys should have challenged. And we've seen Mike McCarthy challenge plays like that, not just as the Cowboys head coach, but the most infamous challenge in Dallas Cowboys history is obviously the Dez catch. And that was one of those where it's like, man, I don't know if this is going to work or not, but let me try. And if I win right on. But to me, my own personal opinion is that the timeout was just a little bit more valuable in that particular moment. And it kind of was because the Cowboys ended up needing all three timeouts after the Andy Dalton interception. Granted, the Giants ended up getting a first down. By the way, um, that that last fumble and, and again, which obviously featured a Jalen Smith celebration. Um, that just, you know, that was really stressful um, and and kind of the perfect way for this season to end for the Dallas Cowboys. But I think, you know, that, that one Fox angle that showed Gallman with the ball, I mean, it's hard to dispute and hard to argue with. And so while it was, you know, really, you know, really amazing and, and great theater, it ultimately, uh, I think, was rightly called. The, the, the one thing you can pick at from an officiating standpoint, I think, is that challenge. Uh, but I, I just, I understand Mike McCarthy not challenging it. But to be fair, um, I had like half of a pecan pie on Saturday night for dessert, so I'm feeling a bit jollier than usual. I mentioned again, the weight loss journey starts in uh, in January uh, on Monday. On Monday, but um, CD Lamb, uh, Gerardo says CD Lamb had that huge drop on second and goal. I agree with you. I mean. CD Lamb had an opportunity to hit a thousand receiving yards on the season. I think he would have smashed that if Dak Prescott had hit the quarterback, but. Um, you know, we talk so much about how CD is already an alpha for this team, and he's played like an alpha at times. Uh, but if you're an alpha, you got to make that catch. And I thought Michael Gallup had a drop early on. Dalton Schultz was incredible uh, in this game, had a drop near the end. But, you know, ultimately this this kind of came down to, you know, the Cowboys offense not being able to do enough on a consistent and consecutive basis. And the Giants were able to kind of put them in a hole early on that was just too steep for them to climb out of. And we've seen Dak Prescott kind of will that team out of different holes over time. And Andy Dalton just, just isn't capable of it. But uh, before we, we look completely forward, let's look back one time. Uh, I did. We did tweet this out from the blog and the boys account. What was the highlight of the season for you as a Dallas Cowboys fan? Um, because it is a new year. It's time to celebrate. It's time to look forward. Um, but, you know, and I know you're going to say none of it. The season was awful. It was terrible. I'm so glad it's over. Blah, blah, blah. Totally understand. Uh, there were some nice moments, and the last few weeks were fun. Um, so, what was the season highlight for you? We did tweet this out, like I said, on the blogging the boys account. Um, and as you can imagine, uh, there are a lot of sarcastic answers. Uh, let's see. At Jekyll Hyde says season highlight, it's over. Um, and you know that's that's hard um, to to dispute. You know, it's hard to argue with. Um, I think for me, the season highlight um, has. I know we just kind of you know noted how he he came up small in a particularly important moment, but with C.D. Lamb, I mean, you know, we hyped C.D. Lamb up an enormous amount, and I realized that we just talked about a moment where he came up short for the Cowboys, but C.D. Lamb was was kind of the awesome wide receiver that we all expected him to be without Dak Prescott for a majority of his rookie season. And so it makes sense to expect CeeDee Lamb to really blossom and really grow um, in a second year in the NFL with Dak Prescott, with more time, with more experience, hopefully with an actual training camp and offseason period, etc. Gerardo uh, says the last three minutes of the Falcons game. Aiden says the onside kick against the Falcons. I agree. If I have to boil it down to a very particular moment, the, the watermelon kick is up there for me. I would also 
put the crazy CD touchdown against the Vikings. That was really, really, really incredible. Um, Jay Munoz says, I'm from Northern California, so the big win against the 49ers for me. I agree with that. I mean, the 49ers win was fun. I think beating the Eagles, trouncing the Eagles on Christmas weekend was a lot of fun. Uh, but the Falcons game, you know, and it's a bummer that, you know, the season highlight was so early in the season. Um, that was really incredible and really perfect and really fun. Um, and so, you know, hey. That's what it was. It was <laughs> it was a season that that had highlights that were early on. Um, let's see. Andre says the highlight was definitely Diggs' performance and the emergence of Donovan Wilson may have a real good safety for once. I agree, and I love Donovan Wilson. Like I said, fighting Texas Aggie right here. But you know who one of the worst players on the Cowboys was this season? It was another safety that we hyped up early in his career in Xavier Woods. And I'm not necessarily saying or proclaiming that that is Donovan Wilson's future with the Dallas Cowboys. My only point, and I agree with you entirely, I hope that Donovan Wilson is a big part of the Cowboys' plans uh, for 2021 and beyond. However... What I do not want is for Donovan Wilson's play this season to preclude them from paying attention and putting legitimate resources into the safety position because that's what happened with Xavier Woods. We've seen that happen time and time and time again. Maybe Donovan Wilson is going to be an awesome safety for this team for the next decade, but you cannot just rely on your late-round draft picks. You have to put legitimate resources into positions or else they're not going to be awesome. Why is the Cowboys wide receiver group so awesome? It's because he traded a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, gave him a second contract. He spent a first-round pick on C.D. Lamb. You spent a top 100 pick on Michael Gallup, and he's turned into a baller himself. You could honestly argue, by the way, that Michael Gallup uh, was a highlight, you know, certainly the game he had last week. Uh, you, I think you could put Dalton Schultz as a highlight. Dalton Schultz's emergence as a legitimate starting tight end in the NFL was a huge highlight um, this season. And I guess all of this, so since there are a number of highlights, I'll ask you right now, how much confidence do you have in the future of the Dallas Cowboys? Do you believe that this team is on the right path? Do you believe that this team um, has the right leadership? Do you believe that this team is headed in the right direction? Do you believe in Mike McCarthy? Are you happy with the Kellen Moore extension? Are you confident that they're going to sign Dak Prescott to a long-term extension? Because if, if we're all having a conversation uh, come the beginning of the league year when free agency starts, et cetera, and Dak Prescott is signed and the Cowboys have gotten on the same page with a lot of different things, if there's a new defensive coordinator in town that we all approve of, if they start spending some money, legitimate money, and not bargain hunting in free agency, then I think all those things justify a level of confidence. I think it's fair. Um, I think Mike McCarthy did some solid things. I understand if you are not all the way in on Mike McCarthy, but Let's see, Jay says on, on our YouTube stream that Alden Smith was one of the highlights of the season. Mike McCarthy was one of the driving forces behind Alden Smith being on the team as just one example. And so I don't think you can totally throw all of Mike McCarthy's 2020 with the Cowboys away and say the dude was trash from day one. I don't believe that's fair. And again, the number of challenges, the uniqueness of the season should all be said and should all be qualified. I think that there are reasons to believe in Mike McCarthy, a little bit of reasons. I think that more than anything, the reason to believe in the Dallas Cowboys is Dak Prescott. And if for whatever reason they were to let him walk or watch him walk away, it would be a colossal and categorical failure that no NFL franchise has really seen in some time. Um, Jay says Super Bowl next year. Um, Eduardo says if we were an average defense, we could go very far with Dak. Aiden says 6.5 out of 10 confidence. Chris says, I believe Eduardo adds we have the right players but need to get the coaching staff in order. I agree with that. And, and I think who this defensive coordinator is is, is going to say a lot about how much we can trust the leadership of this franchise. Uh, if it's just an internal promotion, if, if the team just moves on from, um, you know, from Mike Nolan and just pr promotes from within, 
there won't be a lot of reason to buy into that. And to be fair, though, to that idea, when the team moved on from Scott Linehan, they promoted internally with a guy named Kellen Moore. And I know there are people out there who aren't in love with Kellen Moore, and I think that that's a little silly because I think Kellen Moore was tasked this season with being a legitimate offense, which he was at times without his starting quarterback, uh, with a running back who had clearly regressed in Ezekiel Elliott, and without his starting top tackles in Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins. In addition to that, losing other sets of tackles all throughout the season, losing Zach Martin. I mean, there were a number of changes. At, you know, at one point in time this season, the Dallas Cowboys were playing without Dak Prescott, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, Zach Martin. Travis Frederick retired at the beginning of the season. We all kind of forget about that. And so all of that should be said. Uh, but so, you know, you know, Ori says, I don't believe they're headed on the right path. I, and I think that, you know, people love to poke at the Patriots dynasty um, and say, look, you know, they, they got to play in the AFC East all that time. And, and that was an easy path to the playoffs. And it was, that's a very true and valid point. However, what I would say to that is look at the division, the Dallas Cowboys have been playing in for the last decade, really. I mean, honest, look in the Dak and Zeke era since 2016, the New York Giants had a nice little run that season. They were a wild card team, if you'll remember, in 2016. Obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017. But since then, I mean, 2018 was when the Carson Wentz regression really started to happen. The Giants and Washington were their own sort of forms of failure. The last season, 2019, New York and Washington continuing to flounder. The Cowboys obviously really falling short of expectations. That's a big reason why Jason Garrett was let go. And the Philadelphia Eagles were just kind of the last man standing like Washington or New York are going to be later on Sunday night. And so this division has been bad in, in a lot of ways. And it, it's been so bad that we saw three of the teams get new head coaches entering this season. And so it's not going to take much. I mean, obviously, all these teams are going to do what they can to fix these teams and move forward into 2021. But you can only fix so much of an NFL team in, in one offseason. And there will be no move that helps any team in the NFC East more than Dak Prescott rejoining the Dallas Cowboys. Nothing the Eagles or Giants or the Washington football team can do can equate that in terms of the number of wins, expected points added, however you want to qualify it will do. Getting Dak back is the biggest swing of positive momentum. I don't care who winds up winning the division on Sunday night. I promise you, when the divisional odds first come out for next season, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be the betting favorite because Dak Prescott is in all likelihood going to return to this team. And so because of that, I have confidence. If Dak Prescott's not the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, we can have a really panicked conversation. But if he is returning, there is all the reason in the world to have confidence that things are going to work out and things are going to break in the right direction for the Cowboys in 2021. That being said, this uh, this might you know induce the largest level of uh, of rage. But what needs to change over the offseason for you as a Dallas Cowboys fan? Because you can go a number of ways with this. And we've already kind of touched on it with Mike Nolan. Maybe you want to say Dak Prescott needs to be respected. Um, that, that needs to be priority number one. All right. Priority number one for the Dallas Cowboys needs to be signing Dak Prescott to a long-term deal. And like I said, if, if this ultimately happens, but it happens kind of in the 11th hour before the franchise tag deadline in mid-July, I will be very disappointed. And that will still say that the Cowboys don't necessarily have all of their ducks in a row. But if the Cowboys say, you know what, man? This was a disaster. This was a nightmare. We learned a very painful lesson in terms of how important Dak Prescott is to our team. We don't want to waste any time. We don't want to dominate the news headlines for this. We'll dominate them for something else. We want to get Dak Prescott signed today, tonight, tomorrow, whatever the case may be. We want it done ASAP because we want that to be taken care of. We don't want Dak to have to answer these questions. We don't want all these other players to have to answer these questions. Obviously, you know, the Super Bowl, you know, Radio Row experience isn't going to be what it normally is, but all these players 
players are going to do some levels of media availability between now and the next few months, and they are all going to obviously be asked, hey, what's going to happen with Dak, etc., blah, blah, blah. And you don't want this to be a, a situation. Or he says, Dak will fix everything, huh? No. He won't. Dak will not fix everything. Rex says that I'm way too overconfident. Um, and look, I agree with this. Dak will not fix this team. They were two and three with Dak Prescott. Let's be very clear about that. But Dak will fix this team enough to where the Cowboys can easily win the NFC East. That's the point. And if you can start building upon that, I'm not saying that's enough. That's the end goal that the expectations or the bar of success has been lowered for the Cowboys. But tell me that Dak Prescott's Cowboys in 2020 don't just wipe the floor with this division. Of course they do. If Dak Prescott's the quarterback of this team for 16 games, they're probably 11-5 and five just because of the NFC East. And they are hosting maybe, you know, a winning playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who knows? That's a whole different hypothetical. My point is that Dak coming back is an infusion of a different factor that makes the Cowboys by far the best team in the division because he's by far the best player in the division and he's the most important player obviously and so with a healthy Dak Prescott this team is the unquestionable favorite to win the NFC East I mean they almost won it you know I know not technically but they came really close to winning it without him and so if you don't believe that Dak Prescott makes by far enough of a difference to give the Cowboys a comfortable win in the NFC East then you're not watching the same thing again there are problems on the Cowboys that Dak Prescott cannot fix we've talked about it this is one of the worst defenses to ever live and so when you're talking about what needs to change over the offseason Mike Nolan needs to be gone and we talked about him earlier we devoted a lot of time to him but Jalen Smith I, I it's you know it's it's not not fun to say this person needs to be fired this person needs to be be cut we don't want bad things for anybody we want everybody to have happy things and good things happen to them all of the time however if Jalen Smith is who he was this past season for the Cowboys in 2021 in terms of his contract not changing in terms of his starting caliber position not changing in terms of him still being one of the focal points of the defense then we should all really panic because that means the Cowboys are truly more focused on the brand and the financial value of the team and whatever else you want to call it they are in this is a this is a bit of an exaggeration but if the Cowboys roll this thing back and just again internally promote a defensive coordinator have Jalen Smith back and nothing's really different are the Cowboys not just the Knicks right like are the Cowboys not just the New York Knicks in terms of obviously you know pomp and circumstance and and cool reputation etc blah 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 they are the Knicks in that respect and so none of us wants to see this and so that's why what needs to change over the offseason if the Cowboys make a sizable change in three ways. There are three things, and there are a lot of things that we can put at, but I think three right now in the immediate aftermath of the season's ending, right? The first moments of this season has ended. If a decision is made a defensive coordinator, right? If Mike Nolan's gone, and there are two players that we can point to, and I will give Zeke all the credit in the world because Zeke played like a baller on Sunday in New York. It just obviously wasn't enough to lift the team. But if there are some decisions, some financial decisions that reflect the team's obviously, you know, overall priority list, if there are some decisions that reflect that disposition in terms of change when it comes to both Jalen Smith and Ezekiel Elliott, those are by far from an overall NFL team building standpoint, two of the worst contracts that the Cowboys or really anyone in the NFL have handed out over the course of the last two years. And so if there are some decisions there made, some pay cuts, some adjustments, some whatever you want to call them, then we know that these dudes have sat down and and said okay how do we take this thing more seriously where do we start that's where you start right there and then you move on to everything else and so 
it is what it is. This has been, uh, you know, look, at the end of the day, this season was fun, right? It was terrible, but it was fun. Like, it's, it's the most fun thing in the world to sit here and talk about our favorite team and complain and get on the same page and figure out that we all hate the same things and we all love the same things. And so for that, we are eternally grateful. And we get this question all the time, what's going to happen at Blogging the Boys now that the season's over? And I say we get this question all the time because the Cowboys season is always ending short of where we want it to. I know, but um, shh. But anyway, we're not going anywhere. We don't have any plans to alter anything. Don't worry. We talk about the Dallas Cowboys 24 7 365 what's up next well the draft's coming up we have to figure out who we like we have to talk about free agency we have to talk about coaching decisions we have to figure and sort all this out and put it back together in the way that we want just like our man Humpty Dumpty and so you know we're not going anywhere we will be here on Monday to do a season recap here on the blog of the boys YouTube channel so make sure you come back make sure you subscribe to the BTB YouTube channel so you don't miss anything we do live streams every week on Wednesday nights our Cowboys midweek report 7 p.m. central time we do film reviews we do recaps we do breakdowns we do all sorts of discussions you don't want to miss any of that make sure you subscribe also to the blog and the voice podcast network we put out at the very least one podcast every day because we know that things are constantly changing in the world of america's team if you're watching on youtube you can see our podcast every monday and friday we have girls talking boys with kelsey charles and meg murray on tuesdays we have the 750 with myself and two-time super bowl champion tony casillas on wednesdays we have talking the star which will turn into talking the draft come draft season obviously with connor livesy dalton miller and cole patterson on Thursday, you can hear Broadcasting the Boys with Ari Temkin and Roy White. On Saturday, we offer you an entirely Spanish-spoken Cowboy show called Cowboys Oi with Mauricio Rodriguez. It's a very cool show if you are interested in learning Spanish or if you know Spanish. Mauricio does a fantastic job talking about America's team, Vamanos Vaqueros. Anyway, um, that about does it for this edition of our Dallas Cowboys postgame show. The Cowboys season is over. And, you know, hey. It didn't end the way we want, um, and it's going to be a little bit of time before the Cowboys play again. Like I said, hopefully when that happens, Dak Prescott is their quarterback. We have a lot of sports to also enjoy, but at the very end, the Cowboys are all that matters, and so I said this on Christmas. I said it on New Year's Eve, uh, but this is an important message and one that everybody at Blogging the Boys wants to share with all of you. From the bottom of our hearts, we appreciate you. We thank you so much. We all love this team. Uh, we all root like crazy for this team. We all let this team control our emotions and our mood and uh, our levels of frustration. And it is a really cool and awesome and frankly beautiful thing that we have found each other to share that with. And so we are just so grateful that you choose to make Blog on the Boys, whether it's our website and our articles, our shows here on our YouTube channel or on our podcast network. We are so just very thankful that you have chosen to make us part of your Cowboys fan experience. The best thing, I've said this for years about Blog on the Boys, is the community. It, it is it is just a bunch of Cowboys fans from everywhere, from all walks of life, from all over the world. And so um, we all have one common goal and one common interest. And so it is, it is just the coolest thing to all of us that you want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys with us. And we are so grateful. Um, um, obviously, we all wish the season ended indifferently, but uh, it's time to start over, time to put this thing back together, and time to have a whole lot of fun doing it. So um, the 2020 season is over, but the 2021 season has just begun, and um, thank you for the ride. It's been fun. We'll be back, you know, tomorrow, because that's that's what we do. That's our thing. So uh, we're not going anywhere. Do me a favor. Have the absolute best Sunday. Have the absolute best Monday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.